Welcome to this week's episode of Football Neophytes Podcast. Nate here. With Chris, like always. As always. We are happy to be here. There have been better weekends uh, to be a Man U fan and better weekends to be a Wolves fan. Um, how you feeling tonight? Uh, well, tonight I feel a lot better than I did yesterday morning. Um, that was a rough one. Yeah. But uh, how do you feel about another Wolves draw, though? We're undefeated. <laughs> we'll, t- we'll take it. <laughs> and winless. But you know what? At this point, with that, that match today... Um, I was up north. I was out of out of town. Um, I really had to work hard to see any football this weekend. The internet was out at the place we we're at. We couldn't get the um, couldn't get the TV figured out. So I actually saw zero of the Wolves match live. I was kind of following it on my phone, and then got to watch the recap later today. But there was. A good hour and a half where I thought we were going to be talking about Wolves in the relegation watch, and I was not looking forward to that. Yeah, they're somewhat safe from that for this week, Um, but why don't we dive into the match? What you did see, what were your takeaways? Another your boys, you missed missed most of the game live, but... Yeah, obviously, Raul, why I bought the kit. I love that guy. (laughs) So cool. Like, that, his penalty kick was just cool like he slotted it to the right it almost looks like he got the keeper to dive and then he just passed it right past him in for the goal so uh var saves us this week which i'm thankful for um i would have preferred the three points at leicester but again i'll i'll take the win um a couple things when i look at the scope of the season so far the most concerning thing and i think i really believe these guys will figure it out but we have six shots on goal over three matches. It's rough. To put it into perspective, Watford, who has looked abysmal this year, <laughs> has eight shots on goal. So I, these guys are professionals. I believe they'll they'll put it together. But but that stat has been disconcerting. I think we should, in some ways, feel feel lucky to have to have three points coming out of those those three matches. So. Yeah, it hasn't been necessarily the prettiest start for you guys, but again, it's also not the worst start. I mean, you guys, you haven't lost, you haven't won, yeah. but you guys play hard in every match. I saw today was the, um, it's been exactly a month since the first Europa match for the Wolves. So they've played eight matches in 31 days. It's so a it's, a, it's a lot of football. I don't want to blame it on that, but um, that's also seems to be par for the course for a lot of these clubs that make Europa, maybe don't have squad depth um and they seem to struggle in the premier league the same season that they're that they're in europa so again three points um a couple things i did notice um ryan bennett looks really bad in the back um two two big mistakes one cost him the goal um he basically headed i mean gave the ball right away and then ashley barnes scored on that that great kick um, and then the second mistake he made, he just let the guy get in front of him. Rui made a great save, which definitely saved the game for Wolves. But Ryan Bennett um, still not looking very good. And Traore um, continues to impress. Um, looked great in the Europa match. Looked good again tonight. Um, he's coming on. 
in the second half and giving them a burst of energy. I don't know if they should maybe switch to him starting so that they can gain some momentum early, but definitely where uh, where he's been playing this year has been has been really solid. So, guy's a beast. He is a beast. Yeah, <laughs> like he's literally. a beast. Literally. literally, the guy's jacked. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, Manu Crystal Palace, Manu one, Crystal Palace two. Um, again, I couldn't watch that match, but I was following it on my on my phone, and um, you saw it though. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, I watched it. Um, Easily the most disappointing game I've watched so far. I feel I feel like this was um, not that I watched a lot of Man U last year by any means, but this was definitely it felt like a last year's team type of game. Yeah, which sucked coming off of they looked really good in week one. They looked solid against uh, the Wolves in week two, and yep. then they just kind of crapped the bed this week. It was it was frustrating because it was they really dominated the ball. Like, I don't know this. I don't have the stats on hand right now, but um, I'm sure the time of possession was majorly in favor of Manchester United. Um, they could not score, and it was super frustrating. Um, it was almost like watching a football game, like an American football game, where one team is just dominating, and they get down to the, every possession. They're down in the red zone, and then they fumble on the 10-yard line. Uh-huh. Uh, and that's what it was like. It was they dominated possession. They dominated ball time. Um, they were kicking stupid crosses in that just weren't connecting with anybody. Pogba looked atrocious, in my opinion. Um, he was, may never recover from the missed PK. He might not. Like, I mean, he just... He, at least at Man U. I yeah, mean, he... He looked checked out in this game, for sure. And every every cross he tried to make, every pass in, was just off target. Uh, he looked a step slow. He had the ball in the box a couple of times. He couldn't get a shot off, or he kicked it right into the defender. Uh, it was it was tough. It was not fun. It was not enjoyable by any means to watch that one. Um, but at the you know getting towards the end of the game, they tied it up in the 89th minute. And Daniel James scored on a beautiful goal. Um, the diver. Uh, he yes, yeah, some people know him as the diver. Uh, but. He, he scored in the 89th minute. It was the highlight of his day because the rest of his match was pretty lackluster, in my opinion. Kid's super fast, super full of energy, but he's doing very little to alter games at this point. He got the goal, but it was on a deflection that kind of came to him in the box, and he, he made a great kick on it. I don't want to take anything away from that. It was beautiful. Just put it in the top right corner away from the goalie. 89th minute, you're celebrating. Okay, cool. We're going to take a point away from this one and be okay. And then they come back and they give up a goal four minutes later, the 93rd minute, and they lose the match. And it was just frustrating because, um, you know, it like the, the goal that lost the game really kind of wasn't any specific player's fault. Like Wan-Bissaka played some good defense. The guy made a great pass behind him and there was no one helping Bissaka. He was just left out to dry and then he made a great shot to win it. The first goal was kind of came out of nowhere for them in that uh, Shaw got injured. He went to the sideline, pulled his hamstring, kind of sat out for a few minutes, and then came back in, decided he was going to play, and they attacked down that sideline. He couldn't get back, left uh, Harry up out for, you know, Harry really didn't do anything either to, to stop the goal. It wasn't his shining moment either. Um, but, you know, the Shaw injury definitely made things a lot easier for them to just to go two-on-one at Harry and, Nothing you could do when you're one on one with the keeper. It's it was almost a penalty kick at that point. Yep. So buried it to go up one zero, and it just looked like man, you just wasn't 
wasn't there. It was, I don't know. It was weird. It was very much a last year's team type of thing. Very disappointing as a fan. Um, and then the whole thing, the whole time I'm going, man, they could really use Lukaku today. <laughs> you know? Yep. Or, man, they could really use someone to replace Lukaku, but they don't have anyone. You know, they've got Daniel James and... Um, you know, Greenwood, who's 17 years old, who's seen seven minutes of playing time between two matches so far. So they don't have a lot to plug into what they lost in, in a great player. And uh, it's just kind of frustrating because there's a day where you you just wish that you had someone on your bench that you could bring in that would make a difference. Yeah. They don't have it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it'll be interesting. I mean, after that first week where Man U just dismantled Chelsea, it's it's been like a slow downward progression right great first yeah. half against wolves yep bad second half and now yeah. and then the crazy part is going back to that wolves match you know the whole thing coming out of there was pogba taking yeah. the penalty kick and everyone going what the heck why why is he doing that you know it's, you gotta let rashford kick the pk he's never missed a pk well rashford missed a pk this week <laughs> um so again i mean if you want to look on the bright side you can go well we probably still should have drawn at 2-2 or they should have won 2-1 and never really been in a position to, to lose that game in the 93rd minute. Uh, you know, Rashford, I mean, he made a great kick. It hit off the inside of the post yeah. and Kareem the opposite way. Uh, everyone was, was very stunned to say the least. Yeah. Um, so again, it's, uh, it's missed opportunities that they're just not cashing in on. They could easily be undefeated right now and, that maybe that's not saying that much because we're three weeks in, but it is. I mean, there's only one team that hasn't lost, and that's Liverpool, right? Yeah. So or that hasn't that's won all three matches. Yeah. So so I think it is saying something. I I mean, it'll we'll see what happens over these next couple weeks with Man U For and sure. see if they can pull together. The question is though, are they? Is it a more disappointing loss to lose to Crystal Palace at home or Newcastle at home? Definitely way worse <laughs> to lose to Newcastle at home. Spurs, Spurs were my lock of the week. Yes, I was they gonna, were. I was gonna pick against Newcastle oh, until they proved me wrong. And maybe we should mention that Manchester United was my lock of the week. <laughs> Good as point. Well. So Good point. My team lost, and they failed me on our score sheet that we're keeping. We'll get to our upsets because we both won our upsets. We but did our locks, and this just shows what neophytes we are. Right? Like, <laughs> we have no clue what we're doing. I guarantee but you, they're gonna win. I guarantee you, Spurs at home. Yeah. yeah, I think uh, just about anyone in the right mind was with you. In fact, the line for the game was outrageous. If yeah. you would have bet, I didn't see a closing line, but you know, earlier in the week I was looking at them, and if you would have put a hundred bucks on Newcastle to win outright, it was going to pay you like twenty three hundred dollars oh, on the win. Jeez, like they were a huge underdog. Uh, the Spurs were a ginormous favorite going into that yeah. match, and they got skunked. Yeah. I, I mean, this happens throughout the season, and three weeks in is way too early to make uh, definitive statements about the season. But um, this Spurs team is is interesting, and I don't know what's going to happen with them. Obviously, they draw against Man City, and then the next week go out and lay an egg against Newcastle. So it'll be interesting to see. Um, we'll get a chance to see it next week um, at the North London Derby against Arsenal. Yeah. Uh, and I believe your words last week were, I'm going to pick against Newcastle every game because they're a dumpster fire. I That was, but now, yeah, I mean, Crazy. I don't know what to do now. Crazy. What I do week? know what to do, but we'll what, get there later, what too. What a week. All right, let's look at a couple other games. Um, real quickly, Aston Villa, 2-0 over Everton. 
Um, I didn't catch the match. I saw the highlight package. I saw a little bit of it on Friday. Had it up at work. Um, Everton really actually outplayed them, at least in the first half. Um, and it's one of those things. You make one mistake, and a team can capitalize on it. And that's what happened. Aston Villa scored, and then um, obviously ended up winning 2-0. But um, Aston Villa's first, first win back in the Premier League. Yeah, congrats, boys. Good job. I think that makes... All the relegated teams have won a match now, right? They've all... Or no, sorry, not relegated. All the promoted, promoted teams. teams. Yeah, that's right. Um, good showing. I mean, I definitely thought it was going to take longer than three weeks for each team to be able to get a win. So yeah. that's solid. Congrats to you guys. Uh, a couple other games we'll touch on real quick. My underdog pick of the week was West Ham United playing Watford. Uh, Watford lost 1-3 to three at home. So I nailed my underdog pick. I think the biggest takeaway here is that Watford is terrible. They are terrible. They're at least playing terrible. They probably okay. are terrible, but they are for sure playing terrible. Yeah, it's, it's just it's stunning. I mean, coming into this, we've talked about it. They were almost my pick last year of my team. Uh, but going back the year before, they had a really good showing. And then last year, they started out really strong. They were top seven for a while. They, they ended up finishing right outside the top ten. I think they were 10th or 11th. Um, but they still look like a very good, capable team. And right now, they look nothing like the team I wanted to cheer for last year. Uh, so again, I made a great pick on that. And I made an even better pick going with my underdog pick of the week with West Ham on that one. Yep. And my underdog pick of the week was Southampton going to Brighton and beating them. And beat them they did. Nathan Redmond had a great match. Um Always love people named Nathan. And I believe something else happened in this match. Oh, yes. We had a red card. Red card. <laughs> red card. Florin and Donne, uh red card. He looked like he tried to sit on someone. Did you get a chance to see it? I didn't. It I was a bizarre – it was so – I mean, I think it's a red card. It was kind of a bizarre red card, but it was almost like he went to, like, screen the guy out. But he tried to screen him out super aggressively and, like, just put his ass right on him, but in a really aggressive way. And the funniest thing to me is when they show the replay, Solly Marsh, who's uh, on on Brighton, Solly Marsh, like, sees it all happen. And you're, like, it's kind of, like, from behind Marsh. So you see Marsh, and he's looking at the play happen in front of him. And Solly just like puts his hand on his head, like, "What in the hell are you doing?" And sure enough, I mean, the the ref didn't even hesitate; like, pulls the red card out, shows it right at him. So it's our first legit red card of the straight season. Red. Straight red, straight red. And so this is maybe something we can we want. We know that uh, as we're neophytes, we're learning the the game. Um, maybe some of you are listening to something about red cards. If you get two yellows, which equals a red card, it's a one match ban. But if you get a straight red, it's a three-match ban. So if, if you notice, maybe I don't know if people followed it, but Sun, who's uh, one of the best um, goal scorers for uh, Tottenham, he missed the first couple matches of the game because he got a straight red towards the end of last season. So um, straight red to Florin Andane. All right, another one we'll look at real quickly is Manchester City look dominant again on the road at Bournemouth. Uh, taking the game there, 3-1. Um, Raheem Sterling keeps scoring. He does, on my bench for my fantasy team. <laughs> uh, I won't I won't sell you out on the other person you had on your bench. Oh, no, no, no. Sterling was in. 
Oh, Sterling was in. Sterling okay, was in. then I'll Don't call worry. you out. And we'll. <laughs> Masala was sitting on my bench. Yeah. Chris is really just learning this game. So um, having Salah on the bench, you just, just that never should happen. Never should happen, no matter who you have on your The club. app's confusing in my defense. Um, actually, in my defense is I benched him uh, not knowing how good he was. <laughs> That's awesome. Apparently, he won the Golden Boot last year he or did. something. He did. He's great. He's amazing. Um, and speaking of amazing, Liverpool 3, Arsenal 1. That was our match of the week, and it was – I mean, it just proved and showed how great Liverpool is. Um, they're, they're top of class, and yep. it'll remain to be seen, actually, if Arsenal's any good. And this is where – I mean, we'll, we're going to see, like, this week, Arsenal, Arsenal Spurs should be interesting to see if yep. one of these teams can kind of show – where they're really at when we're kind of looking at those three, four, five, six spots on the table. I can't help but but think, you know, in 30 weeks, we're going to be sitting here looking at it going, my gosh, how much does Man City regret last week's draw to Chelsea when they should have won? Yeah. Um, those two points are going to be huge. I just, I feel like they really are. Yeah, I, I think so too. And I think Liverpool, Adrian's proven to be a capable, repl- maybe more than capable replacement for yeah. for Allison. I mean, that was my thing is how many points are Liverpool going to be going to drop while Allison's gone? And they obviously haven't dropped any. And um, yeah, we'll see. I mean, I think, I think it still seems pretty clear Man City and Liverpool are, are one, two. And the head of the class. Head of the class, yep. All right, uh, Sheffield United dropped a home game against Leicester City, two to one. Uh, good one for City going on the road. Um, they're still Leicester is just a fun team to watch. Still, like they're just enjoyable. Harry Barnes, the goal he scored was just a brilliant strike on this half volley. Maybe the goal. Well, I don't know if it was the goal of the week, but it was definitely one of the top top goals this weekend. Yep. All right, last match the the week that we'll touch on. We saved it for the last for a reason. It was uh, Chelsea at Norwich City. Chelsea gets the win, 2-3. to three. Um, I was up super early watching this game at 4.30 a.m. Arizona time because I couldn't sleep. And here's what struck me halfway, not even halfway through this game. Here's what struck me during this match. I love Norwich City. I feel the same way. They are a young, fun team to watch. They play super hard. They've got Tamu Puki, who's an incredible goal scorer. Welcome to the Premier League. Um, he had an assist this week too. I mean, he just is a playmaker, and he's yeah. that whole. I agree. That team is so fun to watch. Yeah, and it, I'll, I'll forgive them for their horrible kits that they have. <laughs> Um, I, I just really enjoy them. I think I'm going to spend a pretty decent amount of the season watching a lot of their games. Maybe they'll fall apart. I mean, we're still super early in the season, obviously. Uh, but I think that it's a good time to go with another overreaction. Uh, I'm going to say, I don't think Norwich City is going to get relegated. I think the, as long as they keep this trajectory, they, they keep playing this style, um, and, and Pookie keeps putting goals in every week, which probably won't happen, but it, it could, um, I think they're going to avoid relegation. I think they're better than I thought they were, and they're just so dang fun to watch. Yeah, they they are fun. But Chelsea pulls it together. Um, I think maybe we still don't know really who Chelsea is. Norwich City is not a top-six club, right? They're newly promoted. They are a fun team to watch. So I don't know if this – it certainly saves Chelsea from being – 
like so far down the table this early on. Yeah. Um, but they get their win. Frank Lampard gets his first win. Yep. Pulisic um, looked good. looked good. And we were talking about this beforehand. <laughs> Both commentators pronounced his name differently throughout the match. Yeah. Like I heard one of them say Pulisic. Yep. For sure. Another guy... Pulisic. So yeah, watching the game, the play-by-play guy was on top of it with the correct pronunciation of Pulisic, and the color guy who sounded like he was drinking a few uh, beers as he was commentating <laughs> was Pulisic. Yeah. Well, let's let's talk about Pulisic for this was probably his best game in the Premier League so far. Again, short sample size, but he got an assist. Um, he had a great pass that set up. Um, Tammy Abraham's first goal. Um, he had an opportunity early in the second half that he he shot wide, but he's a great player. We we know he is. Um, starting to show it. Starting to show it. It's great. They talked about it on the broadcast too. They said, you know, he had a, he had a great game, but you can tell that there's still more in there that he yeah. hasn't tapped into yet, which is, is a good a good sign for us. Some of it's his size too. Like they, I've heard of quite a few people say, like if he can put on some some weight, put on some pounds, where he doesn't get pushed around as much. He's um, not a big guy by any means. Not at all. But I mean, we should also talk about Tammy Abraham with the brace, um, two great goals, and then Mason Mount, who has kind of come out of nowhere, seems to be a Frank Lampart favorite. Um, he he had that third goal for he had the second goal second, for Chelsea yeah. yeah and it was a great strike and I'll I'll throw this out there I'm not a huge Mason Mount fan I for whatever reason actually not for whatever reason I know I've watched a lot of Chelsea games so far <laughs> this year um, I just don't think he's that impressive but that goal was really nice yeah it was really good. I'll give him that but other than that I don't think he's been that impressive and Lampard continues to play him 90 minutes a game so yeah we'll see how that continues before we move on though i do want to mention as we're talking about like crushes on north city what about their manager daniel farke <laughs> like i think farke is the way you pronounce it um he i i can't figure out how to best describe him like he kind of looks like an assassin maybe or a hitman he looks so odd on the sidelines it's not yeah. what i expect to see for sure. I, I think he looks like a villain in John Wick 3. Like, <laughs> totally. Just a straight, he's on the street. He kind of looks normal, but he doesn't. Yeah. And you think he's going to kill you, and he will. Yes. Yeah. Well, I it's another like little reason for me to enjoy this Norwich City team as they go on. For sure. So who's in the relegation zone, uh, right. Chris? So in, Fortunately, not my Wolves. I yes. thought for sure we were going to be talking about yeah, Wolves the, and relegation. Yeah, the Wolves are okay. In relegation watch, we've got Watford with still zero points. Um, and then we've got Southampton and Newcastle rounding out the bottom with Norwich City also sitting in the four spot. Uh, now, there are five teams that are all tied at three points right now, uh, but based on goal differential, yes. you know, your Wolves are safe. Wolves are safe. Aston Villa is safe, and Norwich City is currently safe. I think um, they're safe only by uh, name alone. I think, they're tie- be, I think they're yeah, tied with uh, Southampton. Southampton. Yep, yep, you are correct. Let's talk about a little bit of hair. Um, nothing really impressed me, but there are a couple of people – that I wanna that I wanna talk about. Yeah. The first one is Tyrone Mings. Tyrone Mings has both the worst 
and best haircut. He has, I don't know if they have this in the UK, but in the States, is particularly when I was in junior high, a ton of kids when I was in junior high had what was called a bowl cut. And let's also reference that junior high for Nate was like 1992, 93? No, uh, that was in high school by then. 1990. Basically like 89 <laughs> to 92 okay. was junior high for me. And it's like you toss a bowl on someone's head and just shave whatever is underneath it. And Mings has this bowl cut with dreads, which I just love dreads. You so I, I have just the hardest time wrapping my mind around, do I love it or hate it? This dreaded bowl. It's tough because the bowl cut is terrible. Um, dreads are amazing. And and honestly, Mings is a really good player. He is. I, I yeah. really like him a lot. Yeah. Um, the other hair I wanted to talk about is um, Harry Wilson. Harry Wilson for Bournemouth. He scored the only goal this week. And, I mean, off a free kick, just remarkable strike. Beautiful, uh, beautiful curling shot over the wall, right over the, the keeper, corner. top right corner. Great. And he's got a nice looking haircut. It's not my style. I wouldn't wear it. But what I found so funny about it is all you know, his teammates come over, they're rubbing his head, like celebrating with them. And immediately after they kind of get off of him, he's back, like kind of fixing it, making sure it looks good. So whether we like his hair, he clearly likes his hair and right. wants to not just play good but look yeah, good. For as those well. people wondering why we keep talking about hair, because soccer players care about their hair. They really do. Well, and we should also be honest that you are bald. Yeah. And I have a bad receding hairline. So there's another reason is there's some, at least for me, there's, there's a, lot some, of a lot of jealousy. A lot of jealousy. A lot of jealousy. Totally fine. Yeah. All right. Well, let's look ahead. Let's check out week four right now. Um, Nate, what do you got as your match of the week? Match of the week, I think North London Derby. It's got to be match of the week. Arsenal, Tottenham, um, the rivalry, their top six clubs and top six clubs that currently are have we've seen some flaws they've played great and they've also played poorly so i think it'll be interesting to kind of separate some of these teams and see where they're at yeah i uh i also like um manchester city is playing brighton i think that should be a decent match brighton's been a little spunky, so we'll see if they can keep it up against the buzzsaw that is Man City. Yep. Um, the thing I'm looking forward to in in, in this week is I want to see how Manchester United uh, rebounds after the bad loss this weekend. They're on the road against Southampton, who's coming off a win. Um, and I just want to see – I think you really start to see what your team's made of after a loss. And yep. so – I want to see how they rebound to just a bad loss, a game that they should have won, or at very worst case, drawn. Um, I want to see how they respond. Does Pogba show up in, in as if he wants to play, or is he going to show up as if it were last week and he's just going to kick 60-yard crosses out of bounds? Yep. I think Wolves-Everton will be a great match as well. Um, two teams that have fi- finished just outside the top six last year. Um so I think that should be a good match. It's at Everton, so um, I think Wolves will have to put in a good showing. All right, well, let's get to our picks then. Um, as you guys know, we do weekly picks where we give you a lock, and we give you an underdog, and it's all based on uh, current odds that we're finding on gambling websites. Uh, Nate, who is your lock for this week? Believe it or not. And I don't. My lock 
is Newcastle. <laughs> That's insane. Newcastle <laughs> has gone from dumpster fire to hero for me. So I, I'm taking Newcastle. All right. And they are a uh, – they're actually a plus 156, meaning if you bet $1,000 on them, you're going to win $1,560 on, yep. on the bet. So, but we should also say we have to pick every team, right? So the yes. reason that I'm doing that is because they're playing home against Watford. Yes. So it seemed like a smart week to choose Newcastle. Yeah, not a bad idea. I am taking my lock, and I might be crazy. My lock of the week this week is Norwich. City. I, I mean, I just love how they're playing. I feel like they can they can win this match. Um, they're away at uh, West Ham. Yeah. So away underdog lock. Yeah. That's that's a that's bold. My love for Norwich City is coming out right here. My love for Tamu Puki is also coming out here. Um, all right, who's your upset pick of the week? My upset pick of the week is Wolves. Wolves at Everton. Um, I don't remember what the line is exactly. They're not a huge underdog, but they are an underdog nonetheless, and so I'm going with Wolves. Yep, they're a plus 255 underdog, so $100 bet gets you $255 towards your uh, fake shackles account. (laughs) Um, And I'm doubling down this week. My underdog is Norwich freaking city wow because they're gonna bring it so i'm doubling down i guess down. if you're picking them as a lock you should also pick them as yeah your, as they're a upset. they're a plus 285 underdog um so they are a dog on the road but again this team plays tough they've had two of their three matches have been really tough top top squads in liverpool and chelsea uh and then they won their other match 3-1 so They've shown a lot of fight. They've shown a lot of guts so far. I just love how they're playing, and I want to jump on that bandwagon early. Um, so a recap real quick of where we stand. Nate and I both lost our locks last week when Nate took the Spurs and I took Manchester United. We both got our upsets right, a Southampton for Nate and West Ham United for myself. Uh, so we remain gridlocked. We are at 4-4 on our point sheet. Uh, so we are still tied, but when you factor in our betting – you are destroying me right now. So uh, even though you lost your $1,000 on the Spurs pick, uh, you're still at a net gain of $1,105. And I'm calling a loan shark because I'm currently in the hole $770 in the negative because I lost my Manchester City, Manchester United bet this week too. All right. There we go. There we have it. We will see you next week. We will. Glazers out. Glazers out, baby. Thanks for listening to Chris and my dad. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe.